Hey, what's going on, guys? This is KT, the host of United, United Promotion and United Podcast Experience. Today on the line, we have Joel Chance. He's from Ontario, Canada. He's a business owner of the cleaning industry and also has his own podcast, Coffee with Joe, and much more. But you heard enough from me, and without further ado, I want to let Joel introduce himself. Hey, my man. Thanks for uh, for having me on the show. Yeah, like Kevin was saying, my name is Joel Lachance, and uh, I come from uh, Ontario, Canada, small little city, Timmins, Ontario, uh, 45,000 our population. And uh, like Kevin was saying, we do, my wife and I own um, multiple companies, but our main one is our cleaning company, uh, Dunray Cleaning Service. Perfect, man. And just to start off, what made you get into the cleaning game? What was the motivation about that? Uh, motivation as far as the cleaning was uh, it's just wanting to open our own business. And, you know, with that, I have to go back to, I want to say my younger years, not that I'm that old. I'm going to be 37 this month. But uh, back to when I was 18, you know, I was I was cleaning for um vehicle cleaning different not you know not cleaning homes cleaning businesses or anything right. but uh, vehicle cleaning and uh you know i went to college dropped out 10k in the hole and uh you know i wish i wouldn't have gone right away and i would have waited because when i got my first full-time job that's when i truly and honestly realized that hey i don't want to work for somebody else i want to work for myself right uh, I was able to quickly see how the income was coming with that in that cleaning industry, and I said, you know what, I'd rather work for myself and employ others and create opportunity for other people in my community. But this was at 18 years old. I didn't know anything right. about business and how I was going to get to to that point. I just, you know, it took me to drop out of college, get a full time job, and see how business worked. Right, because I, I worked alongside that owner. So I got to see a little bit of insight as far as how business worked. But like I said, I, I wasn't prepared at eighteen or nineteen to, to, to get into business. I didn't have the skills or the tools. No, it's good that you uh, had the um awareness, right? You had the awareness in a sense of I knew what I wanted to do and you said work for yourself. Uh what was the what That's, was the yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, no, and, and, and that's just, you know, the aspect of business. I've seen that, you know, and then from there you have to, you know, get your game plan together. You know, like I was with my wife. I've been with her since I've been 16, so she's been my ride or die since we've been kids. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we talked about it when we were kids, and we said, yeah, at some point we, we do want to get into business, but we didn't know which field, what direction, right? That, that came later on in life. No, that is a very good point in the sense that you just didn't have the direction. You're kind of in there into the leap of faith. So what was that leap of faith like? What was the transition process from dropping out of school, 10K in the hole? What were some things you had to make a sacrifice, or what were some things just to get back to where you were with the cleaning industry and your whole your whole mindset? Sacrifices. Well, you know, I mean, we talk about the 10K in the hole. Um, where do I start? I, I can tell you this. Uh, life isn't isn't easy. Uh, 10K in a hole at 18, bankrupt at 22, okay? Wow. Uh, I, I, You know, I kept that very hush-hush up until, you know, about my early 30s because it's something that you're, you're you know, I, I'm going to say ashamed, embarrassed, right? 
but it, it was a learning experience, right? And I knew then, okay, I don't want to make the same mistakes that I've made, you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, And it was like, okay, what do we do from here? Get into business, you know, get a sales job, learn the marketing, learn the sales, work up to management, and then, so acquire all the skills that you require. This is my game plan, right, at 22. Acquire all the, the skills that you need, do the work, hands-on, and then you'll be ready to open whatever business, whatever interests us, right? And then at 32, it was, so that was a 10-year plan. You know what I mean? Like I did that for 10 years, maybe even 11. And then that's when we, I told my wife, I said, okay, either we do it now or we never will. And uh, my wife has always loved cleaning. So I was like, look, let's jump into cleaning. You're passionate about cleaning and I'm passionate about growing businesses. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and that's basically how we got into the cleaning, like, the cleaning field is because of her and her experience, her passion for it. There you go, man. Now, it's interesting how things work. It sounds, it sounded like you put that 10 year grind of learning rather than thinking about more of the value of income, just learning, grinding, learning the necessary tools and assets, especially in today's digital marketing landscape and then executing with the patience of having that. Absolutely, Brother, I'll tell you this. Six months after I got, no, not, was it six months? Maybe three months after I got my job in the sales field, which is what I needed to acquire, right, to, for my game, for my long-term game, I was offered a different job, different pay, more money, <laughs> but it had nothing to do with sales and management and customer service. It had to do with hands-on work underground. Yeah. I could have took the money. I could have took the money right away at 22. This was this would have been before my bankruptcy. Okay, I could have jumped on that and said, you know what, I'm going under. I should take more money and maybe I won't go bankrupt. Well, maybe I won't go bankrupt. Maybe I will, but then I'm not going to get the skills that I need later on in life if I want to run a business. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I mean, you always come to a fork in the road, like. Many times in your life, you got to make decisions. And I had the job, like no interview, no nothing. This is what you're doing. You're going underground. You're going to make this much money. It was like six, seven dollars more an hour than what I was making. And I said no. My wife and I made a decision. We said no. What is going to benefit us later? Is it the money now, or is it going to be our vision in the future? Right. Right, and I think that's a big thing you mentioned, the vision in the future. And we'll just touch on just the, the entrepreneurship game now in 2019 a little bit before we get back into your uh, cleaning business in your five year today, which is ironic when we're recording this. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what are some of the things you notice with just not even just – let's just take cleaning aside. In the entrepreneur game you see in 2019 that helps or hurts the way the culture moves forward in this the business world? Helps? I'll tell you, social media helps mm -hmm. big time. Uh, different social media platforms, just the marketing. The, the, you know, had we started our business, let's say, back when I was 18 or 19, we didn't have Facebook, Instagram. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have uh, LinkedIn. We didn't have all these different social media platforms to market and advertise. It would have been 
the old school knock on the door, make the phone calls, uh, newspaper advertisement. Like I mean, and 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 this this is to me, it's that's old school. That's that shit's dying. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I don't myself personally. I don't advertise through radio, television, or newspaper. It's all through social media. Why? Because you can reach a bigger, wider audience, and for a lot hell of a lot less. Yeah, save time, Mind right? You. Oh yeah, save time for sure. Mind you, you know, the algorithm has changed with Facebook and Instagram, so it is getting a little bit harder. Right? I think that when we jumped in, when we started our business five years ago, I think that was prime time for us as far as marketing with Facebook and dropping money because we were reaching thousands and thousands and thousands of people. You know, right. like I can drop 20 bucks and I would reach almost 10,000 people. Now I drop 20 bucks and I might reach a thousand. That's how much the algorithm has changed. You know what I mean? Right. And times this, have changed. this was five yeah. years ago. Oh, the times have changed. And uh, I think the bigger companies are obviously getting smarter and they're buying more through Facebook, through Instagram, through, so it makes it harder for us small folks, right? To get more, how can I say, more FaceTime? Yeah, more 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 exposure, right? And I think that's the more thing. More exposure, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, man. I think the thing with the, uh, the way the world works, the way the social world works, it's all real. So coming back to that now, what are some things you do, any tricks of the trade you do to stand out more with the cleaning business or is it just kind of the normal content and grind to show the grind documenting process? It's, it's more normal content and grind, you know, like, I mean, you try and post pictures of, you know, the jobs that we do, the videos, no short clips when, you know, when, when we do, but uh, it's more content than anything. It's nothing, it's nothing major, you know, it's nothing like, uh, how can I explain this? someone that's in business, I don't know, through to be a life coach. You know what I mean? They're going to be dropping a lot of video content. As to myself, it's just pictures and written blogs. That's it. Right. Right. No, it, you make a good point. Right? Certain certain uh, professions, passions have more content, whereas certain businesses, it's more real documentation. Absolutely. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. But I'm a, I'm a very firm believer of social media and advertising through Facebook and Instagram and different platforms, right? Because I do believe you're going to reach more people. You're going to get more bang for your buck. Facts. No, that's, that's absolutely facts in today's day and age because the way you see it, the way, the way the evolution of the landscape of social has changed, more people tend to gravitate towards that than reading a book even nowadays. So it's important just oh, to – Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's just important to keep evolving and adapting. So now going back to what I was saying, so it's five years stay of your business, ironically enough, on you know July. And right. so, what are some things you have learned from year one, let's say the start to year five? Is there anything that in particular you learned, whether it be the business side, yourself personally, that you can take into the next five years? Employees, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Shit. I mean, what can I say from year one? I mean, you got me with that question, man. For real. 
Like, I'm really trying to say, like, oh, just how to manage people and really, you know, like when you're trying to grow and you're trying to add employees, you you become like a counselor. You know what I mean? And you're trying to please everybody. And that's hard in business, especially with staff, you know, but if you keep your staff happy, you know, they're going to keep your clients happy. Right. Yeah. So that is the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's the backbone of your business. So, you know, like just, just transitions, you know, different transitions. Like right now, like this year we're, we're adding supervisors in place. Right. Whereas let's say year one, it was her and I doing everything. Now we've got, we're implementing supervisors. They're taking a, a load off of us. So, I mean, you're learning with that too, right? It's having to let go. Yeah. No, and, but, that, but, that can, and that can be very difficult for business owners, especially when you're very hands-on like my wife and I are. So when you need to give some of that responsibility, right, it's, it's hard to let go. You bring a valid point, man. Not only is it hard to let go, but it's hard to sometimes see it before it even happens, right? Because if you don't see the pace of the company, the adapt, the adaptability, you won't have the, the vision for the long-term goals. And especially year one, right? Year one, just starting out, you're overwhelmed. But as you grow, like you said, you start expanding. Yeah, goals. year one, you start, uh, yeah, like it, one person started with my wife. And, uh, you know, now fast forward five years, we have 17 employees plus plus her and I. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been quite the ride. No, for sure, man. And what is the demographic like as far as clientele and, and uh, customers up in Canada? It's an interesting part of the world. What do you mean by that? Just like, well, what's, like what's your demographic? What, what's the relationship with your clients and just the uh, – the area where you reach to get customers. Well, I mean, honestly, we're, we're in Northern Ontario. We're far North. So our area isn't very big. There's, you know, our population is 45,000. However, there's enough business for us to, to survive, you know, as far as cleaning, but but cleaning is always going to be required. Right. Now the thing is, is what kind of service are you going to offer, especially in, you know, the small community that we are, so the way that we've branded ourselves is we pride ourselves with the quality and the service that we provide, but it does come with a more expensive price, mm-hmm. right? But we are local. There's, unfortunately, we still compete with bigger companies um, that employ thousands of people that have huge contracts all across Canada. You know what I mean? So it becomes, it, it, it gets a little tough to compete against them because it seems like they're trying to give their work away. Right. Um, while we're trying to, you know, and I get it because it's all about numbers. It's all about, you know, the more clients you have, the more money you make. But for me and for my wife, yes, it's nice to have the clients, but you need to provide that quality, that service, you know, and I'm going to charge you a little bit more, but you're going to get what you're paying for. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's balance, right? You you have the balance of a good work ethic, and then you have the balance yeah. of, of the price and just managing it all. Absolutely. And that's where social media really came in for us because we were really able to push that with marketing and, you know, like advertising, all that. It's wonderful. You know what I mean? Like I, 
honestly don't know where we would be without social media. <clears throat> yeah, we could, we honestly could be lost, you know. So it really because is, when I because when I look at other companies, other cleaning companies, even the bigger cleaning companies in our area, their social media platforms are crap. They have barely any followers. No, well, I'm being honest. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've got almost 13, maybe a little over 1,300 followers on our business page, which is good for us. You know what I mean? Because of our demographic and how many people are in our city. 1,300 is good, but when you go look at a bigger competitor and they only have 100 followers, that, that speaks volume. Yeah, and the, and the, uh, the loyalty, right? The customer loyalty, too. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, for sure, man. Well, that's, so that's I, fi- I find the, I find the bigger companies here in our area are missing the boat when it comes to marketing, advertising, or social media. It doesn't mean that they won't, because they will. Eventually, they will. They're, they're going to catch on and go, shit. We're advertising. We're marketing wrong here. We should be doing this, and they will. They will eventually. <clears throat> Right, and then I think eventually when they do, you'll have the step advantage no matter what because you're in the game earlier, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Every like, I mean, everybody in our community knows who I am and knows who my wife is. You know what I mean? Which is great because that's what you want. They they want to see the face behind the company. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Not only do you want to see the face behind the company, but you also you also see the value of just the importance oh. of that. Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing is, is why are you going into business, right? Mm-hmm. What's what's the reason? What's the purpose? So, and I mean, this is something that we were able to touch on with social media and, and bring people in and let them know, like, we are a company with a purpose, right? As as much as we grow, we give back, right? And they see that through social media advertising with donations for whatever the case may be, whether it's food banks, shelters, you know, kids' sports, the list goes on as far as charities and sponsorships, right? So I believe I'm a firm believer that if you're going to go into business, you better make sure that you're ready to give back. Don't be married to your money, give back, right? Because your community is giving to you, give back to them. Thanks, man. That, that's great. It's great that you had that, that strong community bond to not only uh, enhance the process of the work you do, but enhance the giving back portion. And taking that philanthropy approach, yeah. Yeah, that's and then I released a video, uh, video content today, you know, just thanking everybody. You know, it it has been five years, and um, that we couldn't have done it without you, the people, you know, who continue, continue liking our content, sharing our content. You know, that goes a long way. You know, whether it's for Dunray Cleaning or whether it's for Coffee with Joe. You know what I mean? All right, and you brought up a good a good segue there. So you did recently um, a couple of years ago, or like like a year ago, you started with Coffee with Joe. Uh, what what is that about, and what is the whole dynamic with uh, the podcast? Well, Coffee with Joe, how was that born? Well, our, I'll tell you, our companies have uh, bought us some time, some freedom, and uh, so in 2018, I was writing down my personal goals of what I wanted to achieve. And uh, one of them was to start a podcast. I had no idea what the name of the podcast would be, but I knew that I wanted to start a podcast and talk about uh, mental health-related issues or topics that are related to mental health. So 
back in May, yeah, 2018. You know, like I said, I wrote my my goals. You know, I want to do uh, public speaking uh, as far as entrepreneurship. I did that. Uh, I started my podcast. And the name, and I'll tell you how we came up with the name, is I did my first episode. Right. And my my neighbor, after I was done, <laughs> I stepped outside. And she says, her name is Marge. She says, I watched your episode, and I was having coffee with Joe. <laughs> so when oh. she said I was having coffee with Joe, I said, I hope you don't mind, but I think I'm going to call my podcast Coffee with Joe. You know, and that's basically how that came, the name came about. But, yeah, I mean, the the, 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 the podcast itself has to do with mental health-related uh, issues. I'm trying to break the stigma. As you know, I have uh, my own personal clothing line hashtag keeping it real and uh, that's just basically uh how can i say that it's my it's my thing like everything i do i keep it real right if i'm going to talk about something we're going to keep it real and i'm not going to sugarcoat it because life is real and we all go through shit yeah you yeah. have a great point man. i think it's great that you saw your neighbor saw not only the name we were talking about mental health, which is an important topic. And it's, it's everyone, right? Everyone will have to go through it in a sense of either we have it or we know somebody or they know somebody. So it's a connection, right? So the Everyone fact is – yeah. go ahead. No, it's just the fact – just to say it's a connection, right, in the sense that we had that one thing that all bonds us together, whether we uh, discuss it or not, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And I was just going to say everyone goes through shit in life, um, stress. You know, stress is mental health, anxiety is mental health, depression is mental health, you know, and then there's so many different other things that, you know, schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, dementia, there's so many different things that affect us mentally, right? Uh, like I said, stress, stress could be minor, could be major, right? Mm-hmm. It all depends what, what the stress is. But one of the main reasons why I did start the podcast is because mental health does run deep in our family on my side and more so on my wife's side, including my wife, who uh, suffers from mental health. So I I really wanted to to do that, you know, just to raise the awareness so people truly and honestly, you know, understand that people go through so much, you know, and you never know. So watch, be careful how you speak and what you say, you know, because you just never know. You're not alone, too, right? Everyone's in this together in the sense of a fight. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, everybody's in it together. I mean, don't go shit on somebody's parade when you know you're suffering or you're dealing with shit yourself. Right. You know what I mean? That's just hypocrisy right there. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think it's important that you brought this up. So just to, just to kind of now we're in 2019, uh, what is, what is, I know you uh, started off, like, I believe it was on a Facebook uh, watch or Facebook Live, and now you transition more to YouTube. What was the transition like between moving to uh, one platform to another and then building yourself as a podcast host and experience? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's been fun uh, because I, I did start with my lives, and I, which I still do. I right. love doing my lives because I love connecting with people, you know, on the go live. It's, it's just real. It's raw. It's, you know, there's no, you know, cutting, editing, none of that shit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I had the, the university here in Tenants, where I live, um, offer a partnership to let us use their facility and let us use their camera equipment to shoot 
episodes and, and release them because it's something that I was interested in. So we've done a few episodes, we've released them. And uh, it's, it's different in the sense that we get to edit, you know, like what we want in, what we don't want in, you know, whereas right. live is, you know, what you say is what you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's uh, whatever's raw and real, that's what sticks. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's it, we've had some interesting conversations <laughs> over the last, over a year now. There you go. Anything in particular that stands out from a guest or a host, or just as a host that you took major impact from a story? Oh, my God. I could tell you that we had one guest from the UK, um, you know, and he, he came on to talk about um, his, his mental health, obviously, but right. the main one was uh, schizophrenia. And uh, what's the other one? has to do with anger, you know, very easy to, and, and in, in the segment, in, at near the end of the, the episode, someone came in, and he was an artist, music artist, and yeah. somebody put something, he read it, or I read it, and he just flipped, you know, from very calm to he just lost it, you know what I mean, so that was, that was a shocker for me, <laughs> right, wow. and, uh, and with all that, my phone died. <laughs> Oh, wow. At the end of the at the end of the episode, just as we were getting ready to wrap up, my phone died after he had his you know his, his meltdown, his yeah we're gonna call it his meltdown, you know what I mean? But uh, it just showed how quick you know like this is what we're talking we're talking about schizophrenia we're talking about his anger like uh, how quick he can he can flip and it it, it happened live. You know what I mean? So had we been shooting and editing, we could have edited that, right? But that just goes to show how real people are, you know, and yeah, how quick how quick things can can go. It's not only how things can go, but I think it just shows you that the power of it, right? Without you, you know, showing that, the world may never know what someone like that goes through in a sense. From like from a normal exactly. person, yeah. So it's important to show that for sure. Yeah, and I mean, how else do you do it if you're not live? All right. You know, I mean, you you could keep it in your edited episode, but uh, you never know how the individual might might not want it in. But once you do it live, it's there. You know what I mean? And, and it's okay. Like, there's no shame, right? It, it happens, and. That's why I do what I do, and that's why he came on. But that wasn't planned. It just, it just happened. It happens, man. No, I think that's just that's good. It's a beautiful moment in the sense that life had a way with words, with uh, really just saying, "Hey, here's my actions," and it, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just, it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. What? A, yeah, and what an action it was. Like, but uh, he had a lot of support from those that were watching, and you know. And it, it all had to do with one comment, you know what I mean? So right. it, it it is what it is, and this is why I do what I do. No, that sounds good, man. That sounds good. Uh, so now we'll kind of transition what you're saying. Now, what what when you first started the clothing line, your personal, just uh, uh, break the stigma and all that, what, what were some things you did to start the line before we talk more about the, the making of the T-shirts and whatnot? What was, like, the motivation? Motivation for the hashtag keeping it real? 
Yeah, just keep it. Like yeah, my it my clothing line we're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I mean, this was uh, for me with my clothing line. It's uh, has nothing to do with raising money for you know for 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 me for my wife. It has to do with trying to raise money for mental health. Right? Yeah. This is why I started the, the clothing line, and uh, so a portion of it uh, is going to youth mental health. Right, which I think is huge because our youth, more, more and more and more youth, are yeah. being affected by mental health. Probably because more and more of us are more aware of it, and it's you know it is being discussed and the internet, so people have access to Google and you know doing their research. So youths are being affected. You know, three in one youths are affected by mental health, which is huge, huge. So I, I you know, for us. Here in Canada, there is uh, a lack of resources um, and professionals available to us for people who suffer from mental health. And, uh, you know, I think it's important for kids to have have access to those resources. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing with the clothing line, to try and put the money back into our community so kids do have someone that they can talk to, something they can do. You know what I mean? Right, right. Just giving back like you were talking about at the top of the show, giving back in, in this case. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I talk about giving back with my business, but it's just giving – for me, it's about giving back. You know, yeah. like uh, I know we haven't touched on my background, but where I come from, and I, I come from poverty. Yeah. Okay, so for a long time, I didn't – you know, I've been working since I've been eight years old because – my parents couldn't afford to, you know, put that clothes on my back. Or if I wanted to play sports, you, I had to pay for it. So I had to work for it, you know. So I've always told myself that if I can make it in life, and I'm not saying make it as in, like, being a millionaire, just make it, right. I'm going to give back. I'm going to give back as much as I can. No, oh, that that's that's great. I think that's that's great that you had that uh, adversity. I was that, that was asking the next point was what are some adversities in life you had to overcome and the poverty, right? Perhaps I'm sure that was a touching moment in the sense that you. Oh, you like I mean, it. yeah, I mean, poverty and uh, you know, then getting out of poverty and then parents splitting up at you know, I was 17 years old. So yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, you know, everybody's got a story, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So poverty, parents split up at 17. Uh, 10 G's in a hole after going to school and dropping out of college, bankrupt at 22, <laughs> yeah. right? And uh, and having kids all within, you know, by 22, I had my first son as well. Well, my, my right. only son. And then at 25, I had my daughter, you know? So, yeah, there's been, uh, yeah, it's it's been quite the interesting life. No, now, now you're you know, doing great things with the business, giving back to the mental health and have your own clothing yeah. line. There you go. It all comes full circle. It does. It really does. But you have to be willing to push through it, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of time in your life where you, you question it. Like in my twenties, I question life. Like, why am I here? What the fuck am I doing here? What is the purpose of this? You know what I mean? Like, what am I getting out of this? And it's all coming full circle and really understanding you know what I mean? No, for sure, man. It, def- it definitely shows the grind you have to put in the hustle, the the passion, oh, dedication. Yeah, the dedication it, it, for sure. It's true. You know. No, for sure, man. That, that's a great real story there. That, that's absolutely what we need. Um, 
Well, then going back to a little bit, so now just to touch on just talking about just yourself. What is your schedule like? And daily, like, is it, is it the same day? Is you know the same one day, two days are different. The week is depends on the variance. What are some things you do in your schedule? Not only grow personally, but to just grow with your family and your kids and and, and take. The, I know you, I know you take a lot of vacations more now in the sense to help spend more quality. Yeah, time. no, like. And, and this is what I've been talking about, you know, the short-term pain, long-term gain. So in the beginning, um, you know, the first our first year when we, we started our business, we, you know, there's sacrifices that come with that. And we sold our camp, you know, a camp that we, we loved, the kids loved, but we knew that we had to get rid of it to invest the money into the business, to be able to grow ourselves. Like, and there was all, every day, every day we worked seven days a week, you know, and then as you grow in into the commercial accounts, that we were not just working during the day, but working during the day and at night, you know, and then hiring staff and, you know, slowly implementing things. But now, fast forward five years, you know, we're in a position where there is more staff. So, and this is why I said we bought our time and now I'm able right. to spend more time, like spending more time with my family is something that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do if I would have kept my job. You know, I would be at work. Well, no, maybe not now because it's a little later. But I mean, <laughs> I I would have been at work from seven thirty in the morning till six o'clock at night. So yeah. and today, today I spent the afternoon with my daughter and my son. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that there aren't little things that you know pick up the phone and answer clients or right. you know uh, employee needs a ride somewhere. You know, there's but I mean. As far as the hands-on work goes, as it stands now, we're doing minimal work right now because our staff is all set up in place. Right. You positioned yourself, as you said, the short-term gain. Yeah. Short-term gain, long-term gain. Yeah. You know, you got to put in those freaking hours. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes it sucks working 12, 16-hour days, day after day, day after day. You know what I mean? You know, like when when is the light going to come through? And it does. You know, you just have to be patient. You just got to be patient. But yeah, other like all I can say is that it's given me more time. It's summertime now. I'm going to get to spend most of my summer with my kids during the day. Camp. So I mean, I can't. You know, we talked about camp. We sold our camp five years ago. We just bought another camp this year five years later you know what i mean so again it comes full circle you know now we have a camp instead of only going there on weekends i'm able to spend four or five days at a time yeah with my with my kids i can't ask for anything anything else than that you know that that makes me richer than anything that's right, man. I think, I, and, I, I, and I always say this: it's not about the amount of zeros that are in my bank account. You know, that's not what makes me happy. What makes me happy is having the time to spend with my family. Yeah. Making memories. That's right, dude. You you can you can you can uh, take the memories forever, but the money is it, it's just con- it's it's uh, what is it conditional, right? It's not unconditional oh. love. It's just conditional. Absolutely. Exactly. But what are you willing to sacrifice for that? You know what sure. I mean? We had to we had to make the sacrifices. We had to sell the camps. We you know like we had people. Obviously, there's people that are going to doubt you, and 
say, there's no way, like, you're crazy for doing what you're doing. You're selling your camp. You're doing this. You're, you know, you're getting rich. You know my background, what I was making, 30 bucks an hour is what I was making before I left to do what I'm doing. You know, $30 an hour, company vehicle, full pension, benefits. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, you get a lot of flack from people like, you're nuts. Yeah. No, I'm not. You don't see my vision. Right. Right. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes what it is is uh, the, the crazy moves people think that you do in the end of the day are just all part of the process, and they just don't see it, so you just do it. They just people uh, most people don't and when it comes to entrepreneurship a lot of people don't you know they just see the risk they don't see anything you know and it's like look it's not about getting rich in two years three years five years it's a long-term game like i mean you got to be willing to put 10 years 10 solid years before you even think you're going to be that successful you know, like I said, five years and things are finally coming to fruitation for us, you know. So I can't imagine the next five years if we continue growing at the pace that we're growing. Right. It'll only double, triple, quadruple. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And now we're in, a, we're in a good position now, you know, and we're 37 years old. Right. So. Right. I'll tell you, my goal is Freedom 45. And I tell my wife that all the time. Freedom 45. Freedom 45, I want to be semi-retired. You know, traveling to the states, Arizona, Texas, Florida, wherever, wherever it's hot. (laughs) You know? And people people still today, to this day, will say, that'll never happen. You're not. That'll never happen. And I say, I'm, I'm 37. And I'm basically doing that now. Yeah. When you can go to camp for four or five days at a time, come home, put in a couple of days work, leave for another five, six days, you're there. If you look at it you know, that way, yeah. yeah, you're right there and you're on the doorstep. Time flies, <laughs> right? So you're right there, yeah. Exactly. So Freedom 45 isn't far for me. You know what there I mean? You go. There you go. Good goal, man. Good goal in mind. Just keep at it, and you'll definitely get to where you want to be. Uh, so we only have a couple minutes left in the show, so we're going to kind of transition to some just some things. Uh, as far as just things you do offline, right, with your with your kids, we'll just talk about that. What are some things you do uh, to help them grow as people as well? Is there anything you do as far as family events, or do you have them uh, get invested in the business? Do you see them working with them once in a while? Oh, absolutely. My kids are, we're a family business. So they've been involved since almost day one. You You know, my son actually, my son actually works for us now. Uh, He's got another part-time job. So very proud of him and his work ethics. So yeah, so he's got his own part-time job. Plus he works his part-time job with, uh, with us. And our daughter comes to work with us if, if we need to go and we need to bring her, she'll come and she's very hands-on as far as teaching them, you know, like, uh, my wife and I, we do a lot of volunteer work, right? So we talk about giving, donating. Um, sometimes giving back has nothing to do with uh, with money. It has right. to do with giving back your time and helping those in need. So one of the things that we like to do as a family is work at the uh, homeless shelter. 
right? So my kids are involved with that, and uh, I think it's very important that they see the flip side, right? There's this side of how things are, which things are good, life is great, we take trips, we, you know what I mean? And then there's the flip side of homelessness. It's real, you know? Take a look at it, you know, and help those who are who need help, who are less fortunate. So that's uh, that's huge for us. Gives them a taste of the both worlds, right? You have the the incredible privileged luxuries, right? The the blessed luxuries, mm-hmm. and then the the people who are grinding like yourself one day, like back in the day, about uh, poverty. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, we did the same thing when we traveled to Cuba in 2018, uh, back in January. And, uh, you know, we went to Cuba. Yeah, it's nice to go to Cuba and, and, and get away. But it was important for us to, to do um, an excursion to get off the resort so that they could see how the Cubans live. You know, and it's very poor there. I don't know if you've been there, but it, 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 it's very poor. You know, no water. Some Most homes have no washrooms in their home. So, like, I mean... Very, very poor. A lot of people living, you know, mom, dad, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all living under one roof. You know what I mean? So it was a different world to, to, to show them, different part of the world. So just appreciate what you have. Right. Appreciate what you have. You never know what can happen the next day. That's true. <laughs> that's, it's, that's, that's the truth. You know, you just never know. The bottom can let go at any time. I'm not afraid to say that. It's true, though. And any business or entrepreneur should be able to say that. The bottom can let go at any time. You're on top of the world one day, and the bottom lets go. What do you do? This happens. It, sometimes it happens when you least expect it in both ways, right? It can be great when you least expect it, but it could also be the bottom when you don't expect anything. So it's always important. That's why, to you, yeah. that's why you live for the moment and appreciate the moment. Exactly, man. No, I think that's, I think that's a great way to – segue into our final thing here. So just kind of playing back the interview, just some couple words that come into mind during the whole process. We'll start with poverty, uh, work ethic, and the hustle. Out of those three words, what are some things now that you're now turning almost 37 you can do for the next couple of years or this year that helps not only your business, but you grow as a person using those three words? <laughs> poverty. Well, sorry, poverty. I heard uh, hustle. And uh, the grind. Grind, yeah. It takes a lot of grind to get to where you want it to be. Like, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that question, honestly. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter where you come from. Right? I always say it doesn't. It's not where you start. It's where you finish in life. Right? I start. I was born into poverty. My parents didn't have a lot of money. What are you gonna do? You know. You're going to live your life and be sorry for yourself, or are you going to just grind and hustle to get to where you need to be? And what it, it all depends what you want out of life. Right. It's all subjective you know? in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. All right, that, that was great, Joel. I'd like to say thank you to Joel and Chance for coming on, taking time out of his day, uh, and just giving back his time to the podcast. Before we go, Joel, you got anything uh, to plug your uh, your links and recording so we can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, under Instagram, you can find me under uh, Lashansky, uh, L-A-C-H-A-N-C-E-S-K-I. Um, and through Facebook, uh, Coffee with Joe. 
or Joel Lachance, and through YouTube, Coffee with Joe as well. And, uh, look, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. Much appreciate my friend. Well, absolutely, Joel. I'd like to say thank you to United uh, Promotion listeners, United Podcast Experience listeners. Appreciate you guys as always. And, Joel, man, it's been a pleasure, bro. Thank you. As always. Thank you for joining us today on the United Podcast Experience. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe so that way you can stay up to date with all of our guests. Check the description for all the links pertaining to everything discussed today. And if you want to be promoted or know somebody who should be, reach out to us at the United Promotion on Instagram. Be sure to follow us there as well to stay up to date with all of our guests.